Hi, I'm Shermaine Melton, your Chief Courage Officer, and I'm glad you're here. Welcome to Courage to Impact. My mission is to inspire you to be more courageous so that you can make a bigger impact. To create impact, all you need is one tiny act of courage. Courage is about being vulnerable. I created this space for you to hear and learn from other courageous people. You'll hear stories about their impact, their fears, doubts, insecurities, and even their most courageous moments ever. You'll hear about where they've failed and how they've grown as a result. Reflect on what you hear and go out and be more courageous today. Welcome to Courage to Impact. My guest in this episode is Ashley Reed. Ashley is a transformational leader, teacher, and guide. Ashley discusses her most courageous moment, which involves having the courage to go inward and trust that soft voice instead of her ego. She discusses the impact she's making in the world, which relates to having the courage to go inward and the courage to trust that soft voice. Be sure to listen to how Ashley responds when we talk about failure. She shares her truth and it's powerful. Enjoy this episode and remember to be courageous today. Today I am talking to Ashley. So Ashley, thank you so much for agreeing to have a conversation with me today about courage. Um, that in itself takes courage, it takes courage to be here. So thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. I like that. I didn't think of it that way, but I will take that credit. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready to be even more courageous? I am. Yeah, I am. I, I love talking about this topic and I love the work you're doing. So I think it'll be a fun conversation. Love it. Love it. And so, Ashley, as you think about the life you've lived up till now, mm. what would you say has been your most <laughs> courageous moment ever? You know, it's crazy to think across the span of a life because, um, I think like so many people, I've been through so many changes and adventures in my life. I'm now 41, about to be 42. And um, each little phase kind of had its own courageous moments that got me to the next phase. But I think what's really fun, I look back at moments where I did solo travel or I moved to a country, a new country for a little bit, or I, you know, interviewed for a huge job that made me really nervous and I didn't feel I was qualified for. All of those things felt like they took a lot of courage. And then I found inner work <laughs> and the, you know, since I started inner work, I would say that that now is the top of my list in terms of um, my most courageous, just because I think it takes a lot of courage to turn your focus inward and, and listen to yourself and do that healing work. So I would say that is my most courageous moment now. I love that, that inward work. And as you think about, I'm sure you've probably done a lot of work. Um, is there is there a, a particular piece that stands out to you? Yeah, you know, I think the biggest part of it um, is is being still, mm. being quiet, 
creating space and getting curious with yourself. It's that concept of self-inquiry that I think is so insanely powerful. We're, we're sort of programmed by our heads to look at um, external means to help us even with internal work, you know, tools, tricks, tactics. But I think the most powerful and what is the most courageous is sitting in quiet with yourself and allowing the space for your true self to speak to you, for your head to sort of let things out and settle and communicate. And so I think it's actually the not doing that becomes the most courageous um, and allows the most healing and, and processing work to happen. I love that. And, and the not doing. And so it sounds like before you started to do this inner work, there was a lot of doing and a lot of chaos going on or happening. You read me well. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of doing. You know, I, um, I, my background and my career before working as a transformational teacher and guide was in corporate America, working in marketing, uh, mainly in sports and entertainment. And then I, I finished up my career in technology with Amazon. And it was busy. You know, it's fast paced. You're doing, you're moving quickly. Um, there isn't a lot of space. And then I was also building some things on the side because I knew I wanted to make some changes in my life. So um, building a real estate business, doing some other investing work. So it was a lot of doing space was a luxury that I, I didn't, um, I didn't have much of. And so I think when I paused from that work. And then there were some, some health challenges that helped me um, pause a little earlier than I was planning. But having that space, I started to feel and see the change that organically was happening in me because I paused and gave myself space. Um, and I kind of like to equate it to, it, it's like if you, if you get a cut, um, your body starts to heal that. You leave it alone, you protect it and let your body heal it. Our consciousness and inner self have the same ability to do that internally with healing emotion and past trauma and everything that's going on inside of us. But what it needs is space. You know, it needs the opportunity to have the space to do what it knows how to do. And so I went from a place of a lot of doing. And once I created space, I experienced the power of, of that natural healing ability that we have inside of us. Mm, so you were doing a lot of doing, there was a lot of chaos and you said your health, there was some, something happened with your health that was this, or were these all things that kind of led up to this, this moment of really uh, inward uh, uh, looking or inward work? Yeah. You know, what's so interesting is it wasn't, and that mm. was actually a really powerful moment. Um, so I, I always felt a little bit off working in corporate. And I think mm. that's, um, a bit of an understatement. Um, I loved a lot of the things about the work I did um, at the top of that, the people that I met, the relationships I built. I'm, I'm so grateful for those, but it just felt off. I remember when I was working with an agency in my mid twenties and I was there at the office late and I just paused for a second and I had this thought of like, okay, when I look back from my last days, is is this what's going to make me smile? You know, mm -hmm. is this how I'm going to be grateful that I spent my time? And it was a very emphatic no. Mm -hmm. And so from that time, I had this little twinge or little like tapping on me that was saying something was off and this wasn't the right path for me. So I, that, that sometimes woke me up. Sometimes I pushed it to the back. And then as I moved through life, it became louder and more obvious that I wanted um, a different path and more freedom and a life by my values. So about five or six years ago, I started building my real estate business and investing in crypto and doing these things on the side to set myself up to step away from corporate. Mm -hmm. And then um, 
after I had started those, it still felt like a longer runway than I was able to do. I think when you make a decision from your true self, you're like, okay, it's so true that it's very difficult to then sit and wait. So I had always been really curious and interested in awareness work and coaching work and transformational work, which I learned more about later. Um, So I started on that path, got my certification. And right before I was about to leave Amazon, actually a week before my last day, I had already started working with some clients and I was planning on going into high performance coaching full time and my body um, collapsed. I had what they call rhabdo. Has a much longer scientific name, which I'm not going to try to pronounce. Um, but it is basically muscle death, where your muscles have taken so much stress that they explode and it can cause kidney failure. Um, so I was in the hospital for a week, and that's where I did reflect on okay, this is the moment, like you said, where people usually have these light bulbs of, mm-hmm. I need to change everything. And it was this bizarre almost ironic moment of, okay, I was one week away from a finish line that I had been working so hard to reach for so long and I'm here, but I'm grateful that I'm here because I was trying to make changes, not because I was pushing for some external gratification, like a promotion or something. It was, Mm -hmm. it was a purposeful reason, but it, um, it created space because I needed rest and healing. And that's when a lot of change started to happen. Wow. So Wow, you were doing work that you liked but didn't love. There was this, there was this, um, hmm, this, this thought or this feeling in the, in the back of your mind that that there was more that you could and should and and potentially uh, you know more of your purpose and impact. There was there was more there. It sounds like, yeah, and, uh, yeah. And all of a sudden, you're 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 in the hospital. You're getting ready to make this big move, and you're in the hospital. Um, wow, how does any of these moments, as you as you think about uh, this inward work that you're doing, your time in the hospital, does any of these courageous moments, do they connect to the impact you're making today at all? They do. You know, I think the common theme, and that's a beautiful question to ask because it's important to pause and reflect on things like that. I think the common theme is the courage to trust yourself, Mm. um, to trust that North star that we all have. But I think what happens is we, we have these layers that just get piled and piled on top of us that are created by our mind and our ego. And it it gets harder and harder for those messages to come through and for us to hear ourselves. And so it's harder to trust a message that you don't hear really loudly and really clearly. And so I think the common theme is, having the courage to know that little twinge, that little voice, even though it might be quieter at the time because of how head-driven or head-led, ego-led you are, the courage to know that that's the right voice to listen to, that form of courage is what was kind of, each one of those was a little stepping stone to the next phase, to the deeper awareness. So yeah, it's a great question. And I think that's been kind of the common theme for me, that courage to go inward and that courage to trust my voice, even when that voice was softer than my ginormous ego that had developed in my mind. Um, So yeah, I I would say that's it. Love it. And as you think about the impact that you're making in the world today, um, you know, actually, what is it when you think about your impact? Yeah, you know, I love what I'm doing. It's kind of ironic. And again, this is not a knock on on the amazing experiences I had in my career, but I I did not love going to work every day because there was that little that not little that misalignment with who I was and and my values and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I love what I do now. And that is, that is a strange feeling. Um, I think impact wise, what's so important to me and the work that I do focuses on recreating internal balance. And what I mean by that is we, we are born as our true self. We then have this ego self that's created by our mind that is built on our lived experiences, our beliefs, everything that we've seen in life so far. And when those two try to exist together, there starts to be some imbalance because they want and are driving different things. Mm -hmm. And that imbalance leads to a conflict because the ego and the mind are usually what we're using more of. We're living daily, using our mind, thinking, doing, achieving. And so it's like a muscle that gets bigger and stronger the more we use it. And so you start to feel this pull between these two and it creates imbalance and conflict. And the work that I do sort of reverses that cycle pulls you out of that place of conflict and imbalance by taking the the power and the strength away from the ego and bringing you back into your true self. And so it's just, it's a really beautiful process because a lot of times with coaching work or this type of work, people think about, okay, I have stress. I need to fix the stress. I am struggling with time management. I need to fix that. I'm dealing with judgment. I need to fix that. But what transformational or deep inner work does is it goes to the source why are you struggling with those things? And what's the why underneath the why? You know, it goes very deep. Yes. And as you solve and, and work on and create awareness around that source, these symptoms fall away because they no longer need to exist. Mm. And so that, that impact for me is just helping people relieve those things naturally and living in this place of balance and true freedom that comes from that process that is just invaluable and that I could not love being able to do that more. Mm. What's next for you, Ashley? Um, you know what? Nothing. <laughs> and bear with me when I say that. That's such a fun comment for me because I am very grounded in the present moment right now. And I plan on staying that way. And that is a also, you know, something newish, not in the last couple of years because I've been doing this work that long. But I think it's beautiful to just appreciate and stay present. Um so continuing to do this work, continuing to share my story, to let people know this work is out there. That's what happened to me. I would hear things that would, you know, wake up this curiosity, which I think curiosity is, is, is one of the first ways that our true self can get through and communicate with us. So sharing my story, working with clients and just helping to create awareness that allows people to, to move back to that place of balance and freedom is, um, is where I am and what form that will take. I trust the universe and my true self to lead me on that path yeah. um, and just enjoy being present. Mm, being present. Yeah. So Ashley, as we kind of shift into, um, I don't know, more courage, uh, what advice would you give someone who wants to be even more courageous in their own life? Yeah, I would say, start small. Um, you know, that's one of the, the biggest pieces of advice I give everyone in terms of courage and doing inner work and anything that is a big change, um, because it can be a little bit overwhelming. And we have the tendency in this, I, I see this as a head tactic also, where we want to change something, we want to do something. And so we jump into it like a sprint. Mm. And our head will sometimes get us to do that because it's a lot easier to fail that way. And so if when you're starting this type of work and you have the courage to, to move into it, do it in small phases. Start with five minutes of silence and space and see what it feels like. See what comes up because you're, 
you're not only going to get the benefit of having that space and allowing your true self to start to communicate with you more, you're also doing an act that shows your true self, you're choosing it. And that's very powerful. There's a, there's a shift in energy there and a change that takes place just from that choice. And so I think it's important to do those small steps. And also you can think of it as when you're, when you're first starting this work, the courage to start it is a big thing. You're Ego is probably at its strongest when you're first starting because you haven't started the process of, of rebalancing yet and of, of releasing the control that it has. And so if you give, if you set an hour on your calendar that you're going to try to meditate, your ego has an hour to mess with you around, you know, which yeah. is a lot easier to convince you that it's not a good idea when it's already a little bit intimidating with that length of time. Mm -hmm. If it's five minutes, your ego will mess with you because, and again, I say that because our ego in our mind doesn't want us to do any of this type of work because this work moves us out of our head and into our body and consciousness, which is where mm -hmm. the ego doesn't have control. So it'll fight and create resistance, but resisting and your, your true self fighting against some, your head resisting five minutes of something versus an hour of something is very different. So I think, you know, be courageous, take those small steps and let those small steps lead to medium steps and to bigger steps. And I think that is a really a beautiful path to go on and a way to reward yourself and let the process take its course. Small steps first. Hmm. Ashley, I have a segment of the show that I've titled Failed It. And this is where we celebrate failure because from failure comes expansion, comes growth. and um, as you think about, I'm sure, the many things you've failed at, what's one thing you'd like to celebrate failing? It's such an interesting question. I will be very honest. I struggle with that question because I, I, with where I am, I cannot see things through a lens of failure. Um, their experiences, their changes, you know, um, I, I struggle with that, Shermaine. I can't think of something that I have failed at because I don't fully believe in that concept. Ooh, I'm not I trying to be it. difficult. No, no, no. It's okay. <laughs> I wonder if we can change that word. So yes, I regret um, that. Um, what would be another great word? Um, so our, the concept is something you you tried, but uh, yeah, it was an experience you had that um, didn't go the way that you planned it to go. <laughs> it didn't go the, the, the right way. And as a result, you learned something from it. Yeah. Um, I struggle on that. I mean, things went the way they were supposed to go. Mm. Um, there's nothing that I set out to do that I didn't do, to be honest. Um, you know, there are, of course, moments along the way, like jobs that I interviewed for yep. there were two that I can think of that I didn't get. Mm -hmm. And um, I usually had a pretty good track record where if I really wanted something, I got it. I later saw yeah. why that wasn't the right fit for me also. So I understood why it didn't happen. So there were things like that along the way. But um, yeah, it, it's it's tough for me to pull something like that out because I yeah. just think each step happened the way it was supposed to. Mm -hmm. um, and there wasn't anything huge. I mean, I could look at, you know, what happened to my body and what I did to my body to get to where I got to a stepping away was um, obviously a huge learning. And even mm -hmm. though 
like I said earlier, the reasoning behind it, I'm, I was proud of, you know, wanting mm-hmm. to realign my life with my values and, and do those changes. But there was a lot of forgiveness work around what I did to myself in the process. Yeah. Um, so there are things like that that you see with a different level of awareness after you move through them sure. and learn sure. from them. Um, but yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure. That's funny. Yeah. Question isn't resonating. The That's same. okay. One of the things for me is, um, well, very recently, so November 1st, I um, uh, planned to launch a new group program and uh, I was limiting it to 10 people. And um, I had uh, three or four people that were interested. One actually signed up and paid. The other, uh, the others um, didn't. They had life that came up. And, um, you know, I, I feel like I, I failed to, to launch on November 1st. Um, so, you know, as, as a result, I moved it to January. So we, we moved it to, to January 3rd. And, um, you know, as I think about that, for me, um, you know, I learned, you know, I learned to keep going. I learned that, um, you know, not I didn't do anything wrong. But, uh, you know, I learned that uh, sometimes uh, that's how it is. Sometimes um, you need to be flexible and to shift and to, um, and you need that additional space and time. And um, yeah, so that's yeah. what I learned from that particular experience. Yeah, I love that example. And it's funny. So that's where my head kind of goes to. I don't see that as a failure at all. I see yeah. that the timing wasn't supposed to meant, wasn't supposed to be for that yeah. program then. And it was supposed to be later, you know, yeah. so I, think there are all ways to to look at things um, I agree. I agree. yeah it's interesting yeah. what else Ashley is there anything else you'd like to share with the audience about you or the work you do or anything like that it's important work to me in terms of just encouraging and helping people create that space to pause um, we've used the word space a few times and I think it's so important because when we're excited to change or we feel that little twinge that it's time to change or to to try something like inner work or transformational work, there can be that desire to jump into it. And that's why the things like start small are important, but also that creating space because it's very difficult. You know, I, I say to my clients, think of it, if you're going on a road trip and you have this car that is packed to the brim and you have something else you want to bring, you can't fit it. You're going to have to remove something to put that into the car and take it with you. And our life becomes the same thing, especially in the overstimulated world we live in. And so the second phase of the four phase method that I work with clients on is actually creating space. So we set our goals. We set our purpose. We talk about intentions of why this work is feeling right in phase one. But before we move into the powerful phase of cycle and release, where we dive into the ego, we stop. We look at the inner and outer world and how space can be created to allow the space for what's coming to to move in and create that change. So I think that would be the other piece when, you know, we talked about start small, but as people are looking at making changes or doing this type of work, it takes space. So look around and, and think of what you can kind of remove from your life. And it's very interesting how the outer and inner world mirror themselves. If you're feeling really cluttered internally, look at your surroundings. Are your surroundings mirroring that as they're clutter in your space? Can you clean some of that up to help with the process of clearing some of the internal clutter and creating more space because the two will help each other out, help to balance each other. So I think that's another great place for people to start and something to take into consideration when you're doing this type of work. Love it. If anyone would like to reach out to you or find you, how can they do that? 
Yeah. So my website is ashleyreed.com um, with two E's. There's lots of us reads out there. And then on Instagram, they can find me at Ashley Reed official. Ashley, thank you so much for being on the show today. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I loved it. You're welcome. It's not enough to know that you're capable of making a bigger impact. You've got to take courageous action on it. One tiny step at a time. If you'd like more of this, or if you'd like to learn more about our Courage to Impact community, go to shermainmelton.com slash courage to impact podcast.